Hello and welcome to the Content Club pod. My name's Jess and today we've got another episode in the series where we're talking to small business owners who are running a business with a chronic illness and today I've got Sarah on the pod. Hello Sarah. Hello, hello. <laughs> do you want to <laughs> tell everyone about you? Um, just get, what do you do, where you come from? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Well, first of all, so I'm coming in from a slightly different angle to this because it's not me with a chronic illness, it's my husband. So I've been a carer for my husband for about 10 years when he got chronically ill with NECFS. Um, it was so bad that he was bedridden and I literally had to look after him sort of physically for about three years. He is a little bit better now, but still it has a huge impact on how we live as a family, how I run the business, what the inspiration was behind the business in the first place. Well, I guess it's just, when you come into contact with a chronic illness and there is no cure, but you just have to live with it. I think you just learn so much more about life and compassion. And so I'm excited to explore that because I haven't really spoken so much about that. It tends to be other things that I talk about on podcasts, but this is a something that's really important to me. So thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. So when did... When did the business start and when did that start kind of overlapping with your husband? Yes. So he started getting ill about 10 years ago. At that time, I had a different illness, a uh, different illness, sorry, a different business. Um, and it got to the point where I ended up selling that business because I couldn't run it, look after him, look after my young family and something had to go. So that was about four, four years ago mm. and so at the time we were living in Watford and her house had become a bit um sad really I think he was so desperately ill and it was so not the life that we dreamt of for a young family like he was so ill he couldn't even you know play with our kids or even speak to them some days he'd literally be in a dark room so our whole world was blown apart and we just yeah, I can only describe it like it was sad. People come into our house and it was quite somber. Mm. Um, so where I'm going with this is we decided to move to Mallorca as a family. So we all uprooted and left the sunshine. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So actually, there was something quite nice about that because one thing about having like really illness where it affects your life and like I do things on my own but my husband wouldn't come and he couldn't do all the things that he dreamed of. We were suddenly thrown into this pandemic where the FOMO were gone because no one was doing anything. <laughs> um, so that was all right. We didn't mind that. Most people didn't enjoy it. And I'm so sorry for everyone who didn't, but we were a bit like, oh, this is how we live anyway. We're all right with this. Um, but as I was in the pandemic, my brain was thinking, I was like, what am I going to do next? You know, I need to... I got to the point where I recognised that actually my work was a form of self-care for me, where I thought it, it was took away from me. I figured, no, if I get this balance right, actually I can work, I can do this, and it's not going to take away from me. If it's the right thing, it's going to give to me. So I was like, oh, what can I do? And cut a long story short, I started selling brave pants. So to anyone who's going through a tough time and needs that extra bit of support, um, I've got the pants and together we put on the pants and we do brave things. Brave could be something really public or something more in private and support each other. So yeah, that's how the illness feeds into the business and where the business came from. Can I ask what you were doing before? 
yeah it was a yoga business so it was online uh, teacher training and CPD platform that had begun in I used to teach in person but as he got a little trans it moved online and then actually um yeah because I, I was quite lonely anyway and a lot of it was online and it kind of was the right thing to do to sell it in the end although yeah. I miss it and I miss the students and the teachers who work with me I desperately miss it but it was the right thing to do I needed a change 100 percent and it's funny yeah. that you said that even that the yoga business kind of transitioned when your husband started getting sicker mm. and so yeah yeah because I couldn't before I could commit to a two-week teacher training and be present yeah. this time because I had a young family and him so ill and I never knew what he would be like on what day you know some days it'd be all right for me to go other times he'd need me so I just couldn't commit to it whereas online I could I could find mm. my way with it. I could work in the evenings, work in the mornings, fit it round. Um, so, yeah. But I did find, I know you talk about this as well. Look, I've just been on your website and it's about don't let, you own, you'll have to say the phrase to me, but it's something like you own your social media. It doesn't own you. Yeah. That's um, right. That's literally right. It's my, it's my screensaver. Yeah. I, I run my socials. They don't run me. It's my favorite That's reminder. It. Yeah. Yeah because it does give you that freedom but if it's done in the correct way and I got to the point where I wasn't doing it quite right um I felt I always had to be present even though it's online and in the end I couldn't actually keep up with it but the business had grown to a point that it was sellable so that was the right decision to me but um this time as I step into managing social media I have a different attitude and I've learned from it yeah. I won't let it run me. <laughs> I run it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this is the Content Club pod. So we are going to have a little chat about what content looks like when you have many different things in your life, including that aspect of chronic illness. So what is, you kind of touched on it briefly, but talk us through with your service-based business, what that looked like. You said having to be ever present, having to always show up and then, how is that transitioned now with your product-based business? Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting to talk about this. As you're speaking, I'm, I'm realizing quite what the difference is. I mean, service-based, it's in the name, isn't it? You feel you, because you are the teacher or the trainer, you feel you permanently need to deliver. Whereas actually a content, and not a content, a product, is just sent out. <laughs> um, so it, there's the difference in itself. Um, I do get a lot of messages. I do get a lot of DMs within our community. People are going through a very hard time and I, mm. I will respond to them. Yeah. But um, I don't have the same, I need to give away information and support and emotional support that I did then. I could have done it differently. I could have, if I'd have got more advice at the time, I could have done it better. But I was just sort of struggling from all angles, a bit vulnerable, just trying to give, give, give in all different places. I think a lot of us who do go into these kind of industries and so we are givers. Mm. And my friends calls us like forever flowers. My friend Julie, she calls us forever flowers because we're the kind of people we want to help other people. We want to support other people and uplift them. But we do it to the extent where we don't water ourselves. They're, mm. they're, we're helping them grow. And we're shriveling away and tired and you know, stressed and not sleeping. 
Um, and she's always like, water you, water you. So I think about that now, like keep watering you, whatever you need to do to, for you to blossom. Because then you help others around you anyway, but it can kind of go one way or the other. And I've been both ways. Mm. It's so hard to water yourself. As you said, I picked on this earlier, work was a form of self-care. And that is a running theme with people that I've spoken to on this podcast for people, especially dealing with chronic illness in their life. And me personally, work has always been escapism because with my chronic illness, I, I say I built my business on the toilet. So for the last three years, I've been growing this business, but also for the last three years, my health has never been worse. And I literally was on my computer or on the toilet, <laughs> bleeding, crying, but I could... I could send an email. I was, I could go on a computer. I could do these little things and just engulfing myself in the business felt like self-care, but on something else you've said, it's that watering yourself as well. Working isn't resting. So if you're constantly sick or if you, with your life, you're caring for others, caring for someone else who's sick, and then you're caring for your online business and you're, you're putting that work in like, there's no rest there's no rest real rest time what what does what does rest time look like for you now how do you water yourself I am proudly selfish <laughs> my friends probably think she's always swatting around I take time for me I live by the ocean so every day I walk by the ocean I practice martial arts I see friends I, I do take the time and as soon as I start creeping for me there are two ways that I recharge it's friendship um, and time in nature mm. and I put those things in I'm not to say I'm always on top of it there are going to be days where you know I'm struggling and I'm finding it difficult however I definitely I put that in place well, I'll tell you when I put it in place. So I, when, yeah, so I suppose this for, if there are people listening with chronic illnesses, first of all, you're warriors. I've seen it. I've seen the way my husband deals with it. And as you say, people don't talk about this much. And it's so important. I talk about bravery. And what typically seems to be brave is like when people like climb a mountain or do a talk in front of lots of people. But what they're missing is this incredible resilience and bravery that comes with managing a chronic illness with living your life often surviving not thriving just because of the nature of it and the bravery to get up to brush your teeth with a shaking hand to get out of bed to leave the house and do what you need to do I think that should be acknowledged and recognized and if anyone's listening to this and doesn't see themselves as brave and sees themselves as struggling, you're not a mess, you're brave for trying. Just repeat that, like you're not a mess, you're brave for trying. Um, so how do I, so yeah, so I, I, I got to the point where I guess I was, a, you know, I was, I was struggling and I wasn't watering myself. And I remember taking a walk with one of the school mums at the time and kind of, People knew how sick my husband was, but I didn't really mm. talk about it. I kind of put on this, oh, everything's fine face. You know, I was brought up to be fiercely independent so I can put this mask on and look like everything's fine. Mm. Um, but inside I was cracking. 
And I went on this walk and she just made me feel so comfortable. And I just started opening up about, you know, what was going on, telling her things I hadn't told anyone. And then when we got to my doorstep, she said to me like, Sarah, you lonely? Oh my God, I would have broken down. I would have just like bawled my eyes out. Yeah. What did you do? What did you say? Yeah, I'm really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something about that moment where, as I said, Sarah, who's brought out to be fiercely independent and manage it all and, you know, have it all together. And, oh, yeah, this is hard, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, said I was lonely. Yeah. Oh, that got me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And I think there are so many people who are lonely. Yeah. And I guess that was the change because that's what made me recognize that I needed companionship. And that friendship has to come from a place of truth. I'm not very good at those meals out where people drink and talk crap. I can't really do it. I struggle. Mm. But at a time in the day where I can connect with someone and feel energized from it. Oh, sweetheart, I've got you, haven't I? Yeah, I might pause was... just for one second. Yeah. Um, I just paused the recording because I was like found myself being really caught by what you were saying. <laughs> really, really caught by it. It felt so and I just said this as well something that keeps popping up in these conversations around business ownership and chronic illness is loneliness um and you said you fight that with making time for friendship but something that's that's coming up a lot and even with me personally is that I feel like I'm just a rubbish friend because I always have to cancel maybe this is something your husband can relate to and even you can relate to just like even saying yes to a networking event and then going, oh shit, I'm too tired to go. I'm too ill to go. Or just like signing up for things with all the good intentions to go. And then my health being the reason why it doesn't work. Or just yeah. like, I have like a very, I've only got a small handful of friends left who have been with me through the flakiness that comes with having a chronic illness and running a small business flakiness in friendship but not in business ownership because I'm always there for my business because it's part of me and I think that's yeah. where some people get confused perhaps from the outside but you post on your Instagram story why aren't you coming out yeah, people just really struggle to understand. And to be fair, if I hadn't gone down this path and seen it with my own eyes, I might have too. Because you just can't, you see a picture of someone looking normal, should we say, like, well, like I see you in front of me here, you know, you look gorgeous, you look vibrant. And then you hear, but no, I can't meet you tonight because I'm not well. And then it throws people because they think, Oh, maybe if she thought about it differently, she could come. Mm -hmm. Or maybe she's too stressed, or maybe she's like agoraphobic or something. People can't always see that a physical is the physical that I think often comes before the mental. Like loads of people with these chronic illnesses get mental illnesses because you have to live a different life. And that's co a constant mental battle. Yeah, we've lost so many friends. It's been horrible. And see, it. it, it people you thought would be there. In fact, only this morning I was looking through my phone um, 
and I saw a couple who we used to be friends with and my husband used to be the manager for one of them in the couple and I saw them and they were like out for dinner and I just thought to myself I have to unfollow her because mm. they haven't been there for us and they're living a life that triggers me because I'd, I'd like to be spawning around my husband going out for dinner but it's just not a reality for us so I just I'm not saying they're not nice people I just they they've got their own things going on I'm sure their life's not perfect but for me seeing that it's hard so yes. I, I, just something about it I like walked away from the phone I was like oh just didn't really want to see that but I think the important thing is that are people out there who get it and there are people out there who care and if you're not if you're getting if energy doesn't lie so if it's not feeling like it's working it's not working and you can't keep pushing it because you, right from the start you know do you know what I mean like I've got friends so I, like every time I say it's me it's also the same emotionally I like holding people and then it, you re suddenly realize oh wait a minute no they didn't treat me the same way back or I gave this and they didn't do that or I'm always the one who does this it's it's very difficult but live love and let go you know find there are so many people who love you just as you are and understand that you just can't you can't say yes to things all the time and that's shit and that's one of the worst things about the illness I find my husband we can't commit can't commit to mm -mm. anything we can't nope. commit to a dinner, we can't commit to a holiday, we can't commit to weddings, funerals. Yeah. yeah. He's missed, he's missed like his one of his best friends lost a child and he couldn't make the funeral and he was heartbroken. And then to make that worse, as you feel like there are people who have sat there thinking, why didn't he make it? Mm -hmm. it's, oh, You'd think he'd know. come to this. This is important. Yes. Yeah. And meanwhile, my husband like literally can't get out of bed that day and yeah. is devastated and on his own emotional thing of how can I not be there? Oh, it's just, yeah, it sucks. That part sucks. That's why I talk about being a warrior because that part isn't, isn't public. That part isn't something that people are well done. There's yeah. no one saying, you know, you managed to carry on despite missing that. You managed to stay positive and stay in contact with someone despite not being well enough to. You managed to do that vocal when you're shattered. You managed to make that cup of tea and smile at people even though you felt really ill. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I think bravery needs new name. <laughs> I love that. You know. Bringing it back to the pants, but they're so important. They're huge. I yeah. want to wake up every day and put on my big girl pants and feel like I can do anything. I yeah, love that. Or not, or choose not to at the same time. Yeah, or go you know for a Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you don't. I know, I know, I know. That. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so the pants are literally, they're, some people describe them as like an anchor, or they're something that you look through your drawers, they're beautifully made, like I spent ages sourcing the most deliciously made knickers, so, like, the production's amazing, all ethically made. And women will look into their drawers and be like, I'm going to put this in today. Mm. It could be that they're going for an operation. It could be that these are examples, you know, people. It could be that they're, I got a text the other day from a vet who was operating on her dog. And she's like, I put them on to do that. Oh you know? my goodness. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, that's brave. That's horrible. Your dog's really ill and you're the vet. You get it, right? That's brave to other things like you know women overcoming all matters of things like childhood burns and 
you know, abuse. They actually, I every pair sold contributes towards my sister's house, um, which are a domestic abuse charity based in Chichester. Oh, amazing. Um, well. So, yeah, women are wearing them for all sorts. And people don't even know. That's also quite nice. They're like a secret. So, you know, you don't, people don't always know. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Thank you. One thing I want to touch on, because we haven't talked about it yet, is, and this is the Content Club podcast, we talk about content. My business is all about helping small business owners have a sustainable relationship with their content. Uh, But content can often feel like the heaviest part of your business. It can often feel like the thing that takes the most time. It drains you so much. And if you're balancing that with chronic illness somewhere in your life, uh, people just don't... that is the first thing that leaves me posting on Instagram. Do you have, or what, what are your kind of sustainable strategies to managing a page and making it worthwhile? I mean, your business is doing great. So what's your secret? That's a really good question. I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I quite enjoy it. It's not a, hassle for me Mm. um I won't just put something up just to put something up I put something up because I want to put something up does that make sense yeah um you know like sometimes I'll sit down and like I'll do some content or something and then if it's not what I want to say I won't put something out just for the sake of putting something out I'll make sure that it is congruent with who I am and the messaging that I want and has you know a message of bravery and will make people feel good I want to do you're never going to please everyone but I'd never want to do something which would make people feel bad (laughs) um so what do I do I mean I'm quite lucky that a lot of the content comes from our community in fact when I started the page I thought I could sit back and like the community would kind of be the page and I wouldn't need to be part of it does that make sense and as quickly I realized no every community needs someone who will stand up and be a leader so I have to step into that role and be brave myself and that's not necessarily something that comes naturally but I'll I'll do because I understand my role in it now and I feel empowered to do that so Mm. that's quite interesting because I really didn't think that I would be part of it for some ridiculous reason Mm. I suppose this as well because of my last business when I was so part of it um, this one I thought no I'll sort of stand in the back and the women will look amazing in pants and then people want to know but who made the pants why did you make the pants what's it about and so the, the story's quite you know people take to that and get get something from it um because you know it's brave to run a business in itself isn't it oh it's it's very brave it's one of the most stressful most difficult things you could ever do it's like having a child yeah yeah a child that you can't put down. Ch- you can't put down. kid like my first who's just straggling <laughs> all day and all night. <laughs> She's my second one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my second one was quite chilled. I suppose that's like businesses as well. Some of them like screech for your attention and other ones No, but it's like, your, it's like your businesses. Your first and your second. It's kind yeah. of like matched up yeah. there. I love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, face to camera, I could do a bit more. Um, yeah yeah and that's about turning my camera on and not being afraid how I look in that moment Mm-mm, it's about being brave about being brave um and yeah I now this 
we're back in September, that I will do more. Um, I don't know, what specific things can I help you with? What kind of things are you interested in to know well, about how I do it or? I'm trying to think what would be best, what would be best for the community to hear. People always want to understand like, what, how you do it. Like, do you, do you just sit down and batch create content and plan it through the month? Are you quite intuitive? If it feels good, I'll post it now. Like what, what is A your mix particular method? Mix. Yeah. A okay. mix of both. Okay. Um, it's, I suppose the, the thing for me that I guess will, as the account grows, what I need to kind of be, the only thing that makes me a little bit anxious is say, I didn't, wasn't on Instagram, what was it yesterday for the day? And then I got a message in the evening about seeing someone that I didn't look at it and I was a bit like, oh, I should have seen that. But like, mm -hmm. if say an influencer posts pictures in the pants, it's best if I'm quick on that to get okay. the traction. Okay. So that's a bit of an underlying, that's probably why I go in and check it because I don't want to miss something. Yeah. Um, because yeah, though that's what's proven. I've had quite a lot of press. Um, so business is just over a year old. I've had quite a lot of press, but the the thing that brings the most traction to like a nicky business for the brave pants is when, say, an influencer or someone who's in the public eye um, showcases them. And do you so, get that organically, or do you do that via like UGC or or doing paid influencer advertising? No, I haven't paid for any. No, I just um I just hit people up in their DMs, oh, and I God. won't hit anyone up that I don't think suits the message that I'm spreading. So it's not when I write to someone, I'm like, would you like these pants? I think you're brave because it's not a kind of, oh, da, 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 da. you know, I do yeah. I only pick out people who I think would do it well, and most of the times they're ignored. But occasionally, yeah. sometimes they're picked up. Um, yeah. It's always worth it. Yeah, it because no, fun. I've tried different... Paid uh, advertising It's something I'd like to look into, but it's quite hard when you have a, a low kind of price product to the pay-per-click. Like, I need to get about 500 to 1,000 hits on my website to sell, you know, like, five percent of something so that's quite you have to pay a lot in pay per click or or um facebook advertising to get that so for, it's better for me to sort of if people want bulk orders or through and then that's them getting to know me getting to know the community and then maybe buying for their workplace or buy for their sports team and stuff like that that's what works out better for me than the kind of individual um role of bringing people through paid advertising so I haven't really gone into that yet. Um, yeah, I think it's all been organic. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on this side of uh, in the, of the internet. We're all organic. We do everything organically. We okay. don't do any paid ads. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just lovely hearing that, hearing your little yeah. strategy around that. And I paid as well. Strategy. I did paid advertising on the last business and lots of different things. Like I paid for. I was just thinking about all the things to pay for, but now I look at them like no, like paid for an advert in a magazine like to do an article paid for um yeah google ads and they didn't uh, google paid google, a lot spent a lot of money on google ads spent a lot of money on facebook advertising as well back then but the thing was it wasn't worth it yeah 
Um, you have to be in the right stage of your business. Does it work? Absolutely. It's proven yeah. to work, but you have yes. to be in the right stage of business for it to be effective and have the return of investment. Exactly. And for me, it didn't. Yeah. No. All right. Um, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love a little bit of like content insight to see what was working for you. You are welcome. Yeah. And who's to say it won't in the future, but right now I just... My thing at the moment is showcasing the product, women doing brave things in the product and just getting a real idea of the community behind it because it's still in the early stages. You know, it's still me. I have a team that wrap them, but it's not like we're a big uh, empire of knicker business. It's like I know who's touching them and who's writing mm. them and, you know, everything. So that feels really, really nice. And I think, although, of course, I have big dreams for, you know, I think every woman should have a pair of brave pants in their drawer. Like, why not? For the moment, actually, this touching of it is really lovely, like the hands-on part of it. Because yeah. also, I think when I was so going back to my business before, just I just think this could be interesting. Yeah. Um, just to explain, like, kind of the growth. So I started off as a yoga teacher, and I had great clients. It's really fun, and I go and get paid for my yoga class, and then I come home. And then there's this building that came up next to me for a yoga center. So I did my business plan, da, 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 worked it all out. By the time I worked it all out, it was so much easier for me to go out and get paid as that yoga teacher and come back home, no expenses. So sometimes, you know, unless I was going to do 10 yoga centers, then that would make it worth it. But just for one yoga center, it wasn't worth it. Um, so sometimes getting bigger isn't necessarily what you want. You might just be happy, especially if you've got a chronic illness. Sometimes you have to give yourself a bit of a break. I think everyone on the internet's going, go, 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 achieve this, do this. And I think there's also something where there are different stages in your life. So I had a stage where I had to sell my business. I couldn't work. I couldn't have done this then. I was knackered. But yet you carry the hope, keep watering you. And then one day, oh my God, you're ready to fly. Like it's all there. Things are sitting in place. You've worked out your structure and it's all there. So if you are sat in that space of going slow right now, that's okay. Keep inspirational people around you on one day. It is going to happen, but it doesn't mean that it has to happen now. You know, take, take that urgency off a bit and pressure off a bit, I think. Especially, I'm just thinking, because the chronic illness, that's a whole mountain in itself. Yeah, that this community will understand. So, okay. Yeah, keep watering you. Keep watering you. It's a good phrase, but... I love that. Um, yeah. Usually, as we round up, to the end of the sessions I ask what is one piece of advice you would give a small business owner perhaps they're new or perhaps they've had their business running they've just been diagnosed with something and they're they don't know how to balance business and chronic illness what what would be the one the one thing you would tell them let's stick with that theme that we've had today keep watering you yeah keep taking care of you keep being kind to you if this isn't the time for you to go, that's perfectly okay. Sit back, rest, relax, keep watering you and just keep hope as well. I think sometimes life can feel a bit dark and you can't really see the way out. And you it's like winter all the time. And yeah, in those periods, switch the watering up as much as you can because the sun will shine again and then you'll be ready to go. Um, so yeah, keep watering you. But I'm living proof that I had to have an abrupt 12 weeks off business because I had an emergency surgery. Abrupt, yeah. had to cancel everything. I lost so many clients. I lost so many business things. Like, yeah. 
so you can you can come you back can. from it and Absolutely. also rest resting would never is never a hindrance to your business it would always just add to it no matter how much you think you have to reply to that email right now you, you don't you don't all right this <laughs> is right, your time now. Sarah this <laughs> is your time share where we can follow you share what you do share your target audience all of that good stuff where people can find you okay at Brave Bird Club yeah so come check out our brave pants find inspiration in the community of women wearing the pants you can see what they get up to of course buy yourself a pair of pants they support a charity it's a win-win that help women through domestic abuse violence and addiction and will give you that extra bravery when you need it so just yeah type in at brave bird club or search brave bird pants and you'll, you'll find them and also come say hi come say hi <laughs> Like, let's get chatting. Let's talk about friendship. Let's make friends. Come say hi on my socials. I love so I that. listen to you on the podcast. Just got to say hi. That'd oh, yes. Go, go tell Sarah hi. Wait, maybe they can send you a secret. Um, is there a knickers emoji? Is there one? Or like oh, a... it's terrible, but yeah, I use it all the time. It's like old gym knickers. It looks like those, <laughs> you know, those green knickers you used to wear yeah. to gym. It's like that. And I have to keep using it. In fact, I might start a campaign for a better knicker emoji. I think you should. I think I you think should. So. I did look into what you needed to do. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I can ask that. Rubbish. But there should be a better knicker emoji. If you agree with that, drop yeah. Sarah a DM with knickers yeah. and say, with say you've come knickers. over from here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. It's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. This is a start of great friendship now. Yes. And yes. um, to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening into the Content Club pod. And we'll be back again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Content Club Pod. We really do appreciate you listening and sharing your support. If you're a small business owner looking to connect with a like-minded community, I'd love you to check out the Content Club. It's a safe space where we can connect and make content together, sprinkled with a little bit of strategy. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and we hope to see you again next week. Bye.